August 1st, 2017, it's a Wat for Pedro show.
Watch for Pedro show. First day of August in Pedro. Brother Matt still in his uh, summer uh, mode. So also, uh, yeah, with his teeth and, and now hip. So everybody, please wish Mother Matt, uh, Matt much health. Uh, started the show off John Coltrane doing Tunji. And then we had... King Pedestrian with Plunge, which brings us to our guest, because I'm not totally alone through the magic of those engineers in Estonia via Skype. We got uh, Brock from, well, currently Midwest Medicine, but this was an earlier band. That's right, yeah. This is a band out of Boston. From the uh, uh, 90s. No, um, so this would have been uh, early 2010s, whatever okay. you call that decade. Because uh, you had a song called 1992. So oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. It was just a guess. I wasn't there. I don't know. So that's why I'm having you on the show. I want to learn about, I want to go back before early 2000s or early 90s. Brock, I want you to tell me your earliest musical memory. Um. That'd probably be chasing uh, a golden retriever around the dining room table, like our pet dog, and listening to uh, I Get Around by the Beach Boys, and just like that being the activity for uh, dancing to I Get Around. Was you chasing the dog? Where was chasing the dog? Was this Boston? This is in Ohio, so I grew up in Ohio. Which town? They got a few of them. uh, Chillicothe. Okay. That's an old native name, huh? I think it means home. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I was reading about that stuff. Uh, also, yes. close to the river. Yeah, mound cities and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. That's really interesting. All around there. Yeah, that's you don't see in the cowboy and Indian movies, but <laughs> yeah, it was a big part of yeah the country early part of what we call the country now. Uh, so. You remember running around chasing the dog to Beach, Beach Boy. So you, the, your parents played records. Was there music in the house? Were, were any oh, yeah. of them players? Yeah, for sure. Um, I remember my mom like blasting music while she was cleaning the house and stuff. Like, and in, the, in car rides, of course. But specifically, but, like, early memories of, of like my mom being home and playing music loudly, like a Fleetwood Mac. Um, when when we talk and, about playing, we mean like playing the record player, or did she play? Uh, these were CDs, yeah. or, or or the CD player, whatever. I'm, I'm, she, oh yeah, she yeah, didn't yeah. operate uh, an, an instrument, right? And did your pop play? No. And so, the, what it's about right, older brothers or sisters or anybody playing music? Nobody's playing music; they're just uh, right. listen, so, uh, yeah, listeners. Yeah, first one to really start messing with music. Do you remember the first record you bought? Um, that I actually purchased. Yeah, that wasn't given to you. Like you went out and got. Um, I think that would be an Offspring CD. The Offspring, the band, Orange the Offspring. County Band. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, so then, you, well, let, let's go. Let's get to school. Did you ever do music in school? Um, choir class and stuff like that, like uh, you know, um, just like singing. 
Well, I'm curious how you found out about the offspring. Was there kids at school? Oh, yeah, in there the was punk? my uh, yeah. my older friend uh, Josh. He's like a family friend. Um, was like, you know, best friend, and uh, I don't know what what age that would have been, but he had the album Americana, and it, like the the album art was so like violent and mysterious. <laughs> okay. It's like cartoons, and then like you know, in the there was some you know healthy dose of uh, parental advisory material. Oh, you mean like dirty words in the lyrics? Oh uh, yeah, that was attractive. Okay, what about yeah, uh, it was like fast, mysterious music. I mean, you end up playing instruments. How did you get involved with working instruments instead of just choir? Um, so I was writing songs a lot, just like vocally a cappella stuff and recording myself on my computer. And you know, I I think just having those choir classes, like the music classes in elementary school, and you know, learning other people's songs, and just trying it out, you know, writing, doing the same same version of what I was learning, like just basically writing lyrics and singing them. And then um, my mom... Oh, but got you're, you're, you're writing original lyrics. Yeah, yeah, try it, yeah. And every band that I was ever uh, into, I'd always try to write, you know, their version of songs, like their, try to get their lyric style down and stuff. I don't know if that was conscious, you know, but it's just like, that was who I was. You mean they did they'd influence you when you try to create oh, on your own, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So you'd go through different phases because different records you're listening to. Oh, yeah, I'd suck every band dry and just move on. <laughs> but just with spiel, not with really guitar, drum, bass, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't until uh, about, like, sixth grade until I, uh, it was a guitar... I think my mom had a guitar that she that my dad got her for Christmas. Oh, really? And so you did have an instrument in the house. So yeah, I ended up playing. But she didn't like, play it. Playing her guitar. Yeah. She just had it. She never learned how to play it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What was it, acoustic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Bentley was the brand name. I don't know. And what did uh, here? You can have the guitar if you take lessons. Is it one of those deals? Yeah, and I never had lessons. It was just mostly like ah. sitting on the couch and watching TV while I'm. Sure. Smacking this thing and figuring it out. You didn't have anybody show you. You just uh, autodidact. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, well, you know, online guitar tabs and uh, guitar magazines and stuff were huge help. Wow. But it's man alone, basically. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And so you start writing songs on the guitar. Yeah. Like, you know, as soon as I, you know, do play one note writing one note songs it's because I had the means to record it and hear it and, and also yeah. you'd already been doing it with the, the voice exactly yeah. yeah so that was a key okay yeah. do you remember one of the first songs you wrote on the guitar um the earliest one I can remember like recording yeah was this uh it was about it was about the trash man because uh, I remember just like looking out the, the window and seeing the trash man and it's uh, kind of an embarrassing in retrospect it's like it's looking down on the trash man saying that would be a crappy job you know it's kind of like a funny song about like it's smelly and stuff and then it didn't take me very long to feel kind of bad about that song <laughs> well the cramps there's this kind of celebration yeah yeah exactly the garbage man well, right you gotta beat was, it with a stick yeah that was 10 years in the future, you know that. <laughs> okay. you had, you, you'd heard only off for spring. You hadn't heard cramps yet. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was just trying to 
could you, could you tell there was a difference? What's that? Could you tell there was a difference? Because obviously that Cramps music was much before, but for you it came later because of your situation. Oh, yeah. You could, yeah. you could feel a different trip. Yeah, okay. For sure. I'm curious. curious. Okay, so what about playing with different people? Like you told me one of your first bands was what we just, uh, we started the show off with, uh, King Pedestrian. Uh, no, that, so I don't think it would be fair to uh, people that came before that to call that. Ah, okay, record, so that's not the first Because I had like a kind of like, I was never in a band with drums until I met Mike, um, the uh, drummer and kick pedestrian, like like really in a band with a drummer. But before that, I'd always be in like kind of like duo partnerships with um, – Early on, there was my my friend Dustin. We, it was the I kind of helped teach him how to play guitar. And after I I uh, played a Green Day cover in the middle school talent show, and he saw that and was he was into that band too, and went over to his garage and taught him how to play his guitar, and we became like best friends and basically brother figures ever since. Did that um, band have a name? That so. Um, we eventually had something called man bats. Man bats. All right. Yeah. One word. Yeah. Okay. And we just, you know, once I got like an eight track multi, like a multi-track digital recorder, we just messed around with that recorded ourselves. And yeah, he was the first guy I learned how to really jam with. And well, you didn't flow me any man bats. I'm not. Oh no, no. I don't have anything to play, but I do have some more, uh, King pedestrian. And this is yeah, why I thought they were from the 90s, because this song's called 1992. You want to listen to it right now? Yeah, sounds great.
Doesn't make sense. Death, time. 
years, my father wore that same silly half-cocked grin with that pipe stuck in his mouth. Always his private joke. Obvious to him, at least, the sheer frivolity of being alive. We flocked to him for wisdom, for fairness, decency of life. We got a good joke. God damn it, my mom shrieked. You and your stupid pipe. My dad just smoked and smiled. Everyone demands attention to stand alone and be counted fair. My dad was a wise judge. He just hid it all behind his wreath of smoke and that silly patient smile. Some are quick to decide who has been kind of reverse. My dad loved us all. Smart as the sun, he was willing to wait and let us find life secrets to learn to love and be kind. You need some kind of disguise. This stupid look is excellent. The biggest lesson we learned hereafter, he decided to leave us the wonderful man with a dopey smile.
that was 1992 from King Pedestrian. Then we had The Space Pony with Mountains, Godzilla Snacks, Modern Perv, uh, Revoluta Roja with uh, Deshishando Verde, uh, Thirsty in the Rain, Revolt 1989, a brand new Boris, Memento Mori, Joe Brewer, Pipe Dope, Sun Shapes with First Eleven, Howie Reeve, Years Ago, and finally Guided by Voices with uh, second to the newest, latest. Uh, try it out, it's nothing. In fact, the story of uh, our, our, our guest here, Brett, um, Brett Ginther, with the, well, where we're at right now is Man Bats. Now, how does Man Bats get to King Pedestrian? Because we don't want to leave anybody uh, out. So, okay. Well, an important uh, figure to note would be Cody Sowers. He's it was became a incredibly close friend of mine in high school, and we just did. He was writing his own songs and recording them, and I was doing the same. And it kind of became someone to share with and compare with, and um, that really helped propel my own home recording interest. You know, just having a peer and. I really enjoyed playing with him and we only have a few things recorded together, but you know, and so I, throughout middle school and high school, I was doing a ton of home recording and that's pretty much how I developed whatever songwriting style I have today. But, but not really uh, gigs. Oh no. Uh, um, gigs started with this band, uh, coaster phone, which was senior year of high school with an older, um, a friend I met through a friend online, uh, Magic of MySpace, saw some, you know, bands I liked in his profile, and we started a little little band. And there's this, there's a song, um, it's a Midwestern medicine song called Puppy Dreams that's based on a song that we wrote together. And is no, kind we're of gonna play that later heart. in the show. Okay, yeah, maybe that'd be a more fitting time to talk about that. <laughs> but no, it's okay. That was a huge evolutionary step as well just playing with these different guys and figuring out how to be a band but not really playing with um a three-piece until king pedestrian in college and that's how that happened college guys yeah exactly okay. um what, what school was this this is emerson college in boston sure mm-hmm. okay so you're playing with guys you didn't grow up with guys you just met at school right yeah mike i met in a music appreciation class when i i spoke up to say something was bullshit in the class and he was like the only guy to be like yeah and uh we kind of we, we talked about it on the train and i recognized you know we recognized each other and we ended up just on that based on that alone he came over and played the drums with me and it was we were a two-piece band for a while and where'd you get that name so we were at first we were suspicious packages and then uh That's a good one and then we had a, a song called Royal Blood, so we just named the band Royal Blood, changed it to that. And then there were way too many bands called that. This is even before the popular Royal Blood uh, existed. The, there's a band now that's pretty big called that same name. And Anyway, so we had to ch- wasn't totally comfortable with that name and, uh, and with how many other bands and kind of like, you know, same same level of listenership and google ability were out there so king pedestrian just kind of just kind of came out of nowhere and 
seem to seem to feel right. And when do you add the third guy? Oh, that was uh, so we had uh, bassist Casey first with suspicious packages for for a bit, and it was I don't know. When we played with Mike's roommate and eventually like one of my best friends, Eric, um, and that just gelled better than Casey. It was like awkward the first band breakup I ever had to <laughs> experience. The only oh, so drama. Yeah, yeah, and Casey was an awesome. Now I, I know you, one of your first gigs was that talent show where your buddy saw yeah. you. But this at this point, you guys are doing gigs, right? Yeah, so we played uh, the first show. I really played with Casey. Was the, also the first show I played with Eric. Eric came in at the. It was pretty awkward. Like we played a full set, and then Eric came in for the last few few songs to play the songs we'd been playing with him and it was a uh, really terrible execute like you know that's what really like two uh, separate bands yeah yeah kind of in our set but you know that was it was it was only fair to play with with casey because it was our first show sure and then st- we were excited about the songs we had worked out with eric so and then eric became yeah the basis for picking pedestrian and we were together for for years there in boston okay so yeah, kind of transitional, yeah. awkward. Well, when you mix friends and bands, maybe it's like that. <laughs> just I don't know. Proper nouns here. I'm sorry. Okay. No, it's all right. This is a, it's meaningless. Uh, now, to, uh, the stuff you gave me of King Pedestrian. Uh, you guys recorded this. Was this home recorded, or did you go into a studio? So uh, funny that you just played. Uh, GBV because we we recorded those with Todd Tobias who recorded a lot of um, that's right yeah with a lot of a lot of GBV and especially a lot of Pollard and well, there was Devils, something which... else from there well, spaceships from Boston or um he had a project so, he was playing with some Boston guys I know um well Boston spaceships was that's like, it that's it Boston spaceships yeah I think Pollard may have recorded the vocals for Boston spaceships with Todd, but I'm not totally sure about that. Okay, but yeah, there, is, there is a connect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Pollard's very prolific. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just I'm, did I'm his 101st album. So, yeah. You know, like this double album I got, it's already old. <laughs> yeah. That'll happen with that. Yeah. And uh, anyway, anyway, do you think they had influence on you? Like you were talking about uh, Offspring beforehand but what about by this point are you listening to other bands like guided by voices uh so yeah guided by voices happened in in high school for me and it's like i said i just kind of like migrated from band to band from like puberty forward i just sucked every band dry and moved on try to find as many as possible to really like get obsessed with so um did you would get what you were like uh, buying records, collecting? Yeah, 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 for sure. And what about so, gigs? I know Boston's got a great scene for going to see gigs. Oh yeah, saw a lot of great stuff when I was there. Um, so yeah, actually, you mentioned Boston spaceships. I got to catch them at the Paradise whenever that. I remember was Paradise. Tour. Yeah, kind of. Oh, uh, it was by uh, yeah. the university. Yep. Yeah, kind of a comedy club. Fire always played there a few times. Oh yeah. Yeah, in the older days. Oh, cool. Not real old days, but older. Uh, 
Did did uh, King Pedestrian ever tour? No, I mean we we, we did like one off road show. Like we went to you know Troy, New York, or uh, Montpelier, Vermont, kind of just stuff around. We played in L.A. once just um, for a friend's. Uh, well, that's the other side of the country. Yeah, yeah, that was well, that was a big that was kind of a reunion show for us, and it was a. Uh, our, our friends had a DIY space, Nod, which is defunct now, but and it's now uh, kind of reincarnated as Non Plus Ultra. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so, oh, yeah, like, cool. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you, though, so, kind of lame as far as park, it's in a, it's in a neighborhood. Yeah. So there's no park. I guess you got to live and just walk there. Well, they're looking for a new space, so maybe that'll be okay. solved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to have a, a venue, man, have somewhere to park because – you live in Pedro, you're 30 miles away. You can't hoof oh, yeah. or hobble. In fact, I got yeah. lost. Uh, yeah. There's some interesting drama at that gig. But I, the people there, everybody was beautiful. I dug it. Yeah, cool. Uh, so, wow. So, what, that kind of played itself out with your college life? Well, you know, it's just that, uh, so Eric, um, our, our bassist, he moved to L.A. He's, he's working in, in sound now for... For film, primarily, um, and um, yeah, we all just kind of went separate ways. I ended up getting married and moved to the Northwest for a couple years, and so that was just we all did that around the same time. Kind of exploded. Mike went to New Orleans, so um, it just it was never an official end. You know, we could always get together and play. We have it's muscle memory. I'm still not sure after all these years, but um, yeah, that kind of just our, our personal lives took that and to where it is. And split you up and spill, uh, spread you across the land. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Those things happen. But it was really important because like you said, your first band that you're doing gigs and oh yeah, recording with guys oh, yeah. and, and instead of just yeah. the home thing. So the, the ensemble... So I think that's important. We're at the end of the first hour of the August 1st, 2017 edition uh, Watt from Pedro show with a special guest, uh, Brock, Brock Ginther. Uh, hold tight for hour two. August 1st, 2017. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show. To do his worst I feel the ego full of air Until I make the fuck up burst But then I always make the choice To grab the fragments from the ground They hypnotize me with the stairs And with their awful shrieking sounds I wanna Side effect is cheer. It's schizophrenic escapades. 
thoughts of mine grow wings, floating tonguewards, itching upwards, outspread its
Watford Pedro show. Start off the second hour with, uh, yeah, one more tune from King Pedestrian. Escatude. What was that about? Uh, I guess it's about ego. <laughs> and I don't know. I guess whatever I was into at the time. So you uh, were you were like the main songwriter of the trio. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so into tune. Okay, I'm into that. <laughs> Either too much or lack of. <laughs> then we had the Oaks. A bunch of stuff from Italy here. D d d d d d d d d. And Dimashio Fulvio with Fascio e Bida, Mio Nonno. And La Rabia Saudada, Grande Successo. Frog Women with Without Getting Bored. Centauri, Always the Same. And finally, B from Super Free. Super Free. Rick James, uh, a bass player. Uh, so, yeah, King Pedestrian ends up getting, uh, not broken up, but geographically displaced. Yeah. Spread across. So so what about this mid- Midwest medicine? Now, how's this come about? So, yeah, I, I uh, between King Pedestrian and Midwestern medicine, there was a kind of a identity crisis. Uh, I, I spent a year in Portland, Oregon and played by myself, and that was kind of strange figuring out how to how to play by myself and then I what, 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 what was it did you just call it Brock Ginther uh the breakfast cowboy oh okay yeah yeah you didn't send me any of that uh I thought about it but I you know maybe later on pedestrian uh and I'm proud of that stuff so but it's kind of like this uh segue yeah for sure like uh I mean I've been doing home recording and kind of releasing Brock Ginther album slash the Breakfast Cowboy albums for for a bit, but uh, I never really had played by myself until Portland, Oregon. It started out kind of awkward, but um, then when I moved to Olympia, the community there was so inclusive and just I don't know supportive, and I just I think I figured out what what I was doing in terms of a solo performer. Yeah, it's slightly more entertaining as just one guy than. Yeah, I figured out you, you don't want to have any time between songs if you're doing short songs as a solo guy. It's kind of awkward, so you just just barrel through is uh, the best way. Stuff like that, and then uh, you so mean you'd rather got, than have big old spiels? <laughs> yeah, I, I try not to talk much unless yeah. it was uh, organic, you know. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, that that was really that was that was definitely good good for me to feel comfortable on my own after you know, playing with the band for so long and just getting that baseline of performance down. And I don't know, knowing I can be with a, a group, like a room full of people without them rolling their eyes. Uh, but so when I moved back to, to Portland, my, my wife's family's from Maine and we, we hung out here trying to you're talking Portland, Maine, not Portland, Oregon. Portland, Maine, yeah, that's confusing, sorry. Um, <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, but good catch. You've yeah, lived in both Portlands. Maine. Yeah. I, I don't think a lot of U.S. people could say that. That's that's happening. So you, you, you go back to Portland, Maine, and mm-hmm. no more Breakfast Cowboy? When I first moved back here, I tried some open mic stuff, and it felt kind of awkward. And 
But I ended up just putting a Craigslist ad, and the first response I got was from Ryan Saxton, uh, current drummer of um, Midwestern Medicine, and he he liked the home recordings I posted, and he liked the um, I, you know, posted the King Pedestrian stuff. This is Craigslist, um, and the the you know I put down like some bands that caught Brian's eye and he sent me some some whale oil stuff there uh McRae and Brian's and of course I got a connection with whale oil yeah yeah and I loved that so it was just like we got together and it was an instant fit and we just you know like 15 new songs happened pretty immediately and just as a duet yeah well as a as a three piece yeah okay how'd you bring in the third well, um, so Brian and McRae both from, from Whale Oil. Right, the you bring McRae in. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, listeners out there, McRae's a great bassman. Oh, yeah. I, I have the honor of sharing the stage with him, conking at his pad, drinking whiskey with Good guy. I just got to see him with the Meat Puppets in May. He was at the great gig show. there. Yeah. Uh, and so, right away, you guys write 15 tunes. Yeah, we... We, we uh... Okay, what about this one? We're going to hear a static question. Was that in the first batch? What's that? Was it in the first batch? Uh, No, not immediately. Okay. But let's listen anyway. Some kind of questionnaire.
Gracias. Marco Serrato, con trabajo. Borja Díez, Díaz. Que casi no ha dormido hoy. Guardia Urbana, diga. Policía Municipal. Sí, dígame. Buenas tardes. Buenas tardes. Mire, le llamo el nombre de Eta. Y por el corte de mediodía no explotar a las tres y media. Sobre todo que salga la gente de los aparcamientos. ¿A las? A las tres y media, cuatro menos veinte. ¿A las tres y media? Cuatro menos veinte. Que salga todo el mundo y sobre todo del aparcamiento que no se mueva un coche. Donde tú quieres que yo esté, se ve que yo no estoy llegando, pues no hago más que encontrarme en la calle que fragmentos de cuerpos humanos. En junio los pechos no tienen huesos, los lunes vienen perdidos de Mostacho en invierno, la soga atada al cuello de tu que hostias andas mirando. Donde tú quieres que yo esté, está lleno de mutilados. Y en el pecho hundido de un sucio viejo He visto un cartel que ponía Cuidado, cuidado donde pones las manos Que te estamos desde aquí observando Y una mujer se ha arrancado la cabeza Y me está dando golpes con su Dinero, 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 que fragmente los cuerpos humanos, que andan circulando bajo el cielo como productos recién ofertados donde tú quieres que yo esté, dos mujeres
Watt for Pedro Show. We heard a stack question from Midwest Midwestern Medicine. Then part three of free anxiety therapy for the poor 101 from the healers. Uh, Sputnik Trio, live, don't let them know. Uh, Las Victimas Civiles, Fragmentos de Cuerpos Humanos. And finally, Nels Klein, it only has to happen once. So do you remember the first Midwestern medicine gig? Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, so Whale Oil was playing at um, All Roads Festival in Belfast, Maine, and you know, McCray and Brian were pretty excited about Midwestern medicine, so they asked the organizer if we could s- slip in there. Uh, Meg, who organized the festival, um, you know, took a chance. She hadn't heard us yet, and we got the earliest slot and this, you know, the very first slot of the festival and opener, you know, we did. Yeah. And, uh, we didn't get paid or anything, but you know, that wasn't, obviously it wasn't, uh, the point, but, um, so we got, uh, I think it was a 30, 30 something gig that the Minutemen did when first time we were paid, we did a lot of free gigs at first. Yeah. We may have gotten about like 50 bucks or something, but you know, it, which we, which is definitely something I just can't remember, um, but um, yeah. So we played that All Roads Festival, and then just kind of. Uh, How was it? Was it scary? Pants shooter? Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, <laughs> there weren't a ton of people there, but then. Yeah, we call those character builders. Yeah, I guess people that were there liked it enough to ask us to do other things, and it's kind of naturally snowballed, which is relieving. Uh, just you know, how's it different playing with these guys than playing with the King Pedestrian? Hmm. Um, one one thing is that I, and this, this has come with time with Midwestern medicine. But at first, um, you know, with, with the King Pedestrian guys, like it was, it was Mike and I at first, and we just spent a ton of time walking around Boston and just kind of talking about things and talking about the songs and, um, you know, becoming like really close friends almost at, at the same time and in, in supplement to practice. And, um, with Midwestern medicine, it was at first almost felt like a more professional relationship. And, um, you know, we show up to practice and we get to know each other at practice and, and sometimes before and after and that kind of thing. And, you know, socially, but um, it's like Mike and Eric and I put in a, a ton of time. We ended up living together for a year and just really became uh, like a like inseparable uh, group. And so that and that took time with Midwestern Medicine. Obviously, they were coming from uh, from from Whale Oil. That was a brotherhood, and you know I was a new guy, and um, I was coming from my brotherhood and. You know, it took time to for me to even feel comfortable no, making I, jokes. I, I, I hear I, I hear where you where <laughs> you're coming from. It's been yeah, the but, second hour, August first, two thousand seventeen edition of Black Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three. August first, two thousand seventeen. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show. Brand new face on the fours, tattooed mantle to laugh more. 
Now outside of the bricks, I'm pulling in a special guy, red flag in the wind, the crooked audience conspires, I'm taking it in, connecting faces to the files, I'm starting the car. A scanner in your shop room saying something hostile about your home. Better let the boss know someone's getting shot, now where's the phone? Shut down, all the way friends, that wasn't literally as old, and take them my ass, they get to write that on the phone, this time in the trunk, so what the audience will
One on the nose, one on the chin. You grew so easy, so why stay with him? He uses you just like a human punching bag. But you don't complain. You're too scared to speak. Anyway, it only really hurts you when you laugh and when you eat. But you can't break the pattern week after week. The bruises show, but he must be special, otherwise you just get up and go. That's quite a cut on the side of your Is it from his fist, or did you really fall out of bed? You cried alone. But you never tell us what it's like when you get back home. Found a new restaurant the other day. It's called Afrika's something, and there she sat like a cat on a vinyl poster when we first met. She was a redhead with long legs and many tiny freckles, and she watched me from a mirror as I carefully approached her. So we went out for coffee the next day. It was the same place and it was sunny, I think. Just somewhat quieter this time. At the band played, I left the woman waiting. And then she said, "I got you a gift," and handed me a postcard of a Norman Rockwell painting, the one with the boy playing on a stool. And then she pointed and whispered, "This is you." And there was nothing written inside, and I had nothing left to hide. 
doing nothing. We soon booked the cruise together to swim with the dolphin and climb some hills. I still like cats more, I figured later, but the view was fine if you took some pills. Well, we did most of the small islands in Mexico. Had about two weeks in July with nothing else to do. Tried tribal dance and Taipei and all things. Summer 60 fucking nights playing all day through. I haven't checked my mailbox since last February. Maybe I gotta cry, refill my tear ducts and cry again. Just buy something online that finally plants me. But killing you all seemed like such a good idea back then. Well, I'm sending flowers to many girls recently. I'll save an old piece of bread and fed it to the birds at the end of the sea. I still miss dog tacos and guerrilla tactics and the funny looking lizards down in those hills. And I miss Australia that I've never been to. There's a pink lake there. It's really, really pink. And I miss scary monsters and super creeps and all and all but you know, um, it's it's really you that I most I miss the most in Mexico. I think I'll buy a shirt with a cat on it, or a nice hat made of a cat, or maybe climb a high building to send out a message that I had enough, but none of these things will bring you back. I think I could get, I could finally get last year's taxation done, but even that won't bring you back, even that won't bring you back and none of these things would bring you back
Watt for Pedro Show. We started the third hour off with the Winkin' Badge from Midwestern Medicine. Then David Gerard, Michael Brookner with The Rise Before the Fallen Away. Grandpa's Ghost with A Little Bit of Abuse. Tip Pui with How to Cancel Last Date. Pumpkins. Pumpkins out of China with Drunk Fish. Got to play with them a couple months ago. And Bronx, Osaka Bandits, uh, I think they just played in Pedro. But we had to play a downtown at the Smell, which I heard is going to get knocked down in November for a park construction. That's fucked up. Jim's a good guy. Uh, but back to uh, Brock here with uh, the story of Midwestern medicine is where we're at now. And uh, so when do you guys start recording? Uh, so that was a few months ago. We just, um, my friend Brad Krieger, he owns Big Nice Studio, um, good friend of mine, and he had us down there in Providence, Rhode Island, and um, we recorded about 15 songs in, you know, a day or two, I guess just to, yeah, it, uh, we're still working on mixing those and mastering them, but some of the performances are better than others, of course, when you do that many songs in that short of a session. Sure, sure. But, uh, yeah, we've collected a few of them and kind of put out like a digital, um, I guess, EP or partial album, just whatever you want to call it digitally right now in Bandcamp. We have some mastered songs up from that session. Okay, was with the Winkin badge from that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, Static Question. Right, yeah. And we're going to play next, Puppy Dreams. You had something to say about Puppy Dreams. It was the first um, tune? So this was a uh, coaster phone song. My my friend Matt Workman, this, the working title of this was Matthew, because it was that pure tribute to Matt, who um, he wrote the vocal melody. It was when we had our kind of like recording project and... Um, coaster phone and um it was like a riff that i Co- coaster phone coaster phone yeah okay <laughs> yeah. i don't remember you talking about coaster phone um i may have mumbled it like uh nervously mumbled it like <laughs> a bit ago but uh so this was a high school band this is so you re- um, my... what you did was you repurposed some older stuff for midwestern medicine okay yeah so i I took the riff and melody of the song to make a song about my old bandmate Matthew and the, the like exciting feeling of starting these bands and being into music and like exploring music literature and just really just giving the band thing a shot. So it's kind of about that enthusiasm and trying to reconnect with it. Puppy dreams. <laughs> Okay, let's listen right now. Yeah. 
should have done it way earlier. What amp are you playing through at home? Oh, this, this was the problem. I am playing on a... I have a...
Live for Pedro Show, the last music for this edition. Midwestern Medicine with Puppy Dreams. And uh, you heard the story. It was kind of, well, not nostalgia, but like uh, repurposed. From high school to beyond in life. It shows you. Uh, some stuff comes in cycles, people. It's okay. Scott H., Biram after that with Train Wrecker, then Round Eye with Richie. Uh, I think they're on tour in Europe right now. 
L-A-N-G-S-A-M, Anagram Band with uh, Cole, Layman, Another Time, Automatic Sam, I think they're out of Holland, Storm Coming, uh, the M M Milo Men, yeah, they're out of uh, Zagreb, Croatia, Thunderstorm, and finally Chato Ghetto, Empty Carnival off their brand new record, uh, pretty intense uh, little journey there. Uh, you were talking about this song, uh, Puppy Dreams. You referenced uh, this book. The, uh, the author, Michael uh, Azara. Yeah, you want to say something about that, Brock? Yeah, so um, there, there's a line in there that's, uh, we let those Azara and Reynolds, being Simon Reynolds, um, accounts be Bibles of sorts, uh, colorful portraits of being so big, so mythical, yet goddamn livable. And that's a, a reference to both book our band could be your life and and the characters within meaning such as the man at men and um so you know obviously yeah, a fitting song to send for your you way. listeners out there michael wrote a book and he used one of my a line from a song i wrote called history lesson part two for the title but he was talking about some bands during that were around during the 80s mission of burma's in there uh, butthole surfers Dinosaur, Husker, uh, but yeah, the Minuteman. Uh, God, there could have been a ton more. In fact, that's yeah. what some people complain about a little bit. Uh, but as I was, we were saying off air, I'm really glad Michael wrote that book because people were not talking about those times. Uh, how did you uh, find out about it? So I saw that book in a in a Barnes and Noble after. Um, so I had just bought. Uh, Sonic Youth's uh, Evil. Oh yeah, and they're I, in there too. Yeah, and and I so I knew of you through the song Providence, and I knew the like never gave a damn about the Meter Man. Uh, oh, the poem. The, yeah, they have the poem. I and I so I, I think I, I, you, know, you know what? That's not me reading it though. That's Thurston. You're talking oh, about okay. Evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, anyway, so yeah. I, I knew, well, the way they did it was. Band. Sorry. That was an interesting thing. The way they did it was. I was I had driven a, a, a company K to New Haven because she was doing an internship at Yale, and on the way back I stopped in the city, New York City, and they were doing that album, and they had me play Kim's bass for this jam with Steve Shelley, and Lee uh, Ronaldo told me he was going to make some poem about a car wreck over it, and Thurston actually asked for for my meter man poem because I read meters in the 70s and I wrote a song a poem about it and he recites it and then you know it became what it did uh, I also played along to a Kim Fowley song yeah a bubble gum something off Frankenstein with Steve but again you know the the other guys they put their stuff on later and uh, but that was uh, really interesting because it's the first time I play bass from after D Boone getting killed you know I, I kind of stopped playing a little while there. I didn't think anyone wanted to hear me without him. So got to give a lot of credit to the Sonic Youths and Thurston in particular. Yeah. Lee, Steve, and Kim for getting me back in the saddle. So you knew a little about us there. You see this book. I see the book. I know I know the, you know, I know that lyric. And I, I look on the back and I see a few bands that I know. But I don't know, like, the bulk of them when it comes down to it. And uh, this is still... You know the era where I have 
you know, Sam Goody, the record store in Chillicothe and Walmart and what I can find there. And this kind of gave me some bands to research, you know, to look up. And you know, I, I know it's the same for other people. It was a, it was a huge, a huge thing for a lot of people. I, I passed my copy around to high school friends. We all, it was, it was so romantic, you know, like just, and got us pumped about listening to music and cause it's just really ecstatic, uh, journalism, uh, got us into a lot of bands and, and excited about making, and, and, and Matt from Coaster Phone you is know, one of the so people I shared of, this with. Speaking of literature, you know, being mm-hmm. inspired, what about zines? See, I wasn't exposed to zines. See, the until, zine thing, yeah, people, you yeah. got to understand, the zine thing kind of went over. Yeah. I thought it was going to get extended to the internet because the same kind of ethics and values in a way. You well, know, I'm no, sure no, some no, of no middleman. But it didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. If you think about it, like, I guess some of those opinions that would be expressed in zines or some of that art, you know, the equivalent's probably out and about on the internet. Yeah, you know? but they're like stuck in ghettos like Shitter yeah. and Facebook. Yeah. Yep, I thought exactly. everybody would have their own websites and everybody would almost have their oh. own zine. <laughs> uh, trust me, yeah. As a guy, I, I'm a web developer professionally now, like, uh, and I always had websites, and I, I miss that internet. <laughs> I thought it was a total, I don't know, sharing of values between zine culture and what, what could have the potential of the internet yeah it's weird how that got lost ah uh, you're right yeah but it might still get discovered you can still get domain names people yeah i think it's getting easier for people to uh with with certain tools you know it's, it's getting easier for people to make Brock, what, what, what advice would you give to somebody if they asked you about music maybe they're younger they Hey, what? Because of your journey, Brock, what you could, what could you tell me? Um, I would, I would say to record yourself a bunch and listen to it, and and uh, make make the changes you want to make based on what you notice, and listen to music and write music and be excited about it. And no, keep that's writing great. And thinking. I, I like that. I think that's great advice. It's really simple, but I think it's core. A great honor to have uh, Brock Ginther, Midwestern Medicine, on board. Uh, August 1st, 2017 edition of Watt for Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.